Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. A Tuesday podcast. Al, what is up? Oh, hi there, Jerry. To bring something to your attention because um, you know how I love to watch these like 90 day fiance programs. Uh, sadly, I do, yes. Man, I can't. And there are so many of them now. Like when, when a show becomes a hit, it just. It's like anything, you copy it. Copy it. Yeah. But it's all within the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, thing. It's it's all branded 90 day fiance. So so it's not like another company's competing with it. So they have 90 day fiance. Yeah. They have sure. 90 days fiance. They have before the 90 days. Because one of the shows follows the couples once they have 90 days to get married. The other show follows them beforehand. There's another show that follows them after. It's a million things. But what's always interesting is how every once in a while, because these shows have people getting engaged from different countries, you have cultures that kind of clash, cultures that don't get along. So there's this uh, woman who lives in Searcy, Arkansas. That is the, I will tell you, Jerry, from watching this. The sticks. That is the middle of the country. Okay. And her fiancé lives in Korea. So he came to live with her and her family so that then they have 90 days to get married. Right. Okay. How would you spell Circe? I'm very curious. S-E-A-R-C-Y. There it comes. Searcy. Searcy, Arkansas. I'm checking out the real estate in Searcy. Okay. Yeah, I'm curious, Jerry, what wow. uh, what a home for in Searcy goes for. Not cheap. Really? No. I mean, there's nowhere to buy cheap houses anymore. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. The first thing that comes up, five bedrooms, four bathrooms, $995,000. What? Yeah. 
Now, I, listen, I'll go down. Yeah. But the first grouping, how about this one? I will get by one second. Yeah. Four bedrooms, four baths, 4,000 square feet, 695,000. That's cheap, I think, yeah. for that size house. Absolutely. But then there are others here that are 1.2 million. And then there are, see, yeah, I mean, you know what? I take that back. You can get some really nice, wow, how about this one? Four bedrooms, five baths, 4,200 square feet, 475. That's nice. These are, gor- let me tell you something, gorgeous. Right. Damn. And here we are, Jerry, living in where you get a shack for $1.2 million. Well, you can get a shack there. It looks like uh, literally a shack. Yeah. It's called, um, you get a shack on a 7,000 square foot lot. Mm -hmm. That's $65,000. But you got a roof over your head. You do. You have a roof over your head. You do. That's something. So go ahead. So so this guy just comes to live with the family. Okay. He's in the middle of Arkansas. He doesn't see another non-white person in the whole place. Sure. Right. So he's a little concerned that he feels very out of place. Okay. The family is going to bring uh, their friends over to meet him, and they're going to do a fish fry in the backyard. So they bring, they have this fish, they have a deep fryer, Jerry, oil. They're dipping fish in oil and frying Mm -hmm. it. Safe to say everyone besides the Korean gentleman is large. They're large. Is the girl large too? She's heavier, but she's not. So husky maybe? Yeah, she's not as heavy as the older people. Okay. Because as you get older, I think you get heavier. Yeah, well, I suppose you keep eating that. So there they are eating this fried fish. And one of the large women says to the Korean man, what do people in Korea think about Americans? And he goes, oh, uh, well. They... He speaks good English? He does. Oh, okay. He goes, uh, yeah, they think um, Americans eat greasy foods and are fat, which is why I call her, and he puts his hand on his fiance's belly, which is why I call her Piggy. Jerry, I'm in my own living oh my room, God. and I wanted to hide under the blanket. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. That's funny. And the one woman goes, are you kidding? Or No. Like Do they he not just, have any self-awareness? I guess not. It was wild. But wow. that's what people think about America, Jerry. I know this. That we eat greasy food, and we're uh, fat. And he calls his girlfriend Piggy. Yes, I'm looking at this now, actually. Uh, And the problem is... All I did was put a 90-day fiancé in Piggy, and it comes (laughs) right up. And pictures of her. Yeah. And here's where he... Wow. And here's the scene scene where he calls her Piggy. They're sitting down, and he just... (laughs) Yeah, Jerry. It was uh, so uncomfortable because her parents are there who are heavier. The parents' friends are there. And her two sisters... Or her sister and brother are there. Right. Oh, my gosh. It was so uncomfortable. I want to see if there's a picture that I'm putting in family. Yeah. Well, okay. It's funny that when you get outside of America, I think people are more honest, even if it hurts your feelings. Maybe. Like it also could be a language thing, too. Uh, you know what? I think, you know, that I think might be more it. He might think that he might not think he might think it's endearing what he's saying to her. Well, he does feel like piggy is a nice, cute term. Even though they don't think it is. It's a tough one. But there's another one. There's like another couple, Jerry, where the guy is from Russia. 
I believe Moldova, Russia, mm-hmm. or Moldova, it's somewhere in Russia. He is his fiance is a trans woman. She so was a man. Was a man, but many years ago had the operation and is female. So he again he speaks English, but it's not great English. And he said to her, uh, "Sometimes um, you give off uh, man energy." Oh my gosh! Does he know that she's a trans? Yes. It's. This is an amazing view, Jerry, of cross-cultural communication. Yeah. And how in some cultures you just say whatever you're thinking. I and do. then in others you don't. Or it might be like you said, it's not about just saying whatever's on your mind. It's about not having the proper words to make it softer. Or there are different personalities. Like, yeah. I have friends that have no filter. Doesn't matter where they are, when they are, or what they're saying. And then there are other people, like I have a friend of mine, she's great, but she will not, she will hold everything in and then explode in private. Yeah. But will not, and I don't know, it's not for the lack of wanting the argument as much as she'll come up with 17 different reasons why it's not the right time to pick the fight or to have the fight. I think it could be a combination of all of it, quite frankly. Um, But there are people here that are very direct and bold. Yeah. But I do think that's part of it. The trans woman actually lives in Hoboken. Other than Bradley Beach. No, she lives in Hoboken, so nearby. Okay, yeah. And I will tell you, she she had, uh, had the operation seemingly 15 to 20 years ago. Right. And I will tell you that, uh, when she first had the operation, looking at photos, I don't think you'd be able to tell. What about now? Now the problem is I think she's having so many operations Ugh. not to be more womanly but to look younger, and it's really throwing off. Yeah. Once she, you start working on that plastic surgery, it man. It's unbelievable. What people do to their faces in trying to look younger makes them look Older and, and in some cases fake. Yes, that's what it is. Just, yeah, right. Yeah, that's rough. It is a real. Yeah, I, feel, I actually feel bad for people that can't look in the mirror and be okay with what they see. Or like even Courtney Cox, remember the from yeah, Friends? She looks terrible too. And she now says that yeah. she says I, I did way too many procedures, and it's too late. Yeah. Like there's and no then reversing. I think you probably live a very depressed life. Right. Because I don't think you can ever look at yourself and be happy. Yeah. And that is sad. That is a tough move, man. Especially when you, I mean, she was beautiful. Yes. And and I'm not saying she's not, I haven't seen her, but I have read articles uh, in post specifically where she's had too much work done. And I think, why? I mean, I understand you're trying to slow down the aging process, but I do think there's other ways you can do it. Yeah, you got to do it other ways. You got to do it other ways. Really is a shame. Really is a shame. I'm going to age gracefully, Jerry. You are, though. Although I think it, I think it is probably different for if you were a younger woman on TV, right? On TV all those it. years, I get it. But even th- but okay, but even our generation is aging well. Like Melissa Stark, are, are you like serious the way she looks right now? She looks, is drop dead gorgeous yes. and was before she had the kids and left for fifteen years. Right. You look at the side by side from now to when she left prior to having kids. 
she looks like she might have aged three years. Yeah. I mean, come on. All the things, like, what are the things that determine how we age? I think food's a, a huge part of it. Food is a huge thing, I would food, say. Food, sleep, and movement. I'm not going to sit here and say exercise right. and weights. I don't think you can be idle. I don't think you can have a crappy sleep routine, and I don't think you can eat crappy food all the time. I also think you, you, you and can't smoke. You definitely can't smoke, which is what I believe you're correct when you say, like, when we look at things like the the uh, people who were on sitcoms in the 70s, like Archie Bunker, Fred Sanford, Sanford yeah. and Son, and they were, like, in their 40s. Yeah. You said they are probably all smoking, which is probably yes, correct. I think so. But the other thing I think is how stressful your life is. Oh, sure. Right? Because yeah. it is amazing when you look at those pictures of presidents. They Look at Obama went from a, look, a very young, uh, in-shape man to yeah. a very gray. Still looked good, but you could tell the, the those eight years, that's that's hard work. That's why you think, like, if they're running out there Joe Biden and Donald Trump again, uh, how old they are going to be in that president? I mean, they're them. very old looking now. Yeah, both of them. Yep. And then you're going to add another presidential term onto the onto their uh, lifespan. Yeah, and this is no this is no political side thing. I can't imagine Joe Biden running for president again. Right. It's he just he's old, very old, and he struggles to speak. And there are videos with him trying to walk. And I mean, th- that side's got to have someone in place. I, I I would think. And Trump too, to me. I mean, I know he's more vibrant, but he's old too. I know it's so it's so strange that we don't have like a forty year old dude or forty year old woman like who's like, let me take on this presidency. Well, I mean, you Let's do go. have younger guys, but I don't know that anybody's interested in them. Yeah, I mean, you look at the polls; they're all Biden and Trump. Meantime, you got I all know. these you got all these uh, debates going on. It's like crickets. Yes, you know. So I, I feel like Bill Clinton was young when he got in there. Yeah, Bill Clinton was probably in his early 40s. I Obama, bet. right? Obama was 44, I think. Yeah. That's what we uh, need. No, 40s. maybe he was 42. We need guys in, uh, or women, Jerry, in their 40s with a strong personality. Barack Obama, oh, no, he was older than I thought. He became president. He was 47. I thought he was actually mid to uh, lower 40s. Who do you think was most presidential when in your lifetime, like when you saw them, you were like, Ronald Reagan. This is a president. Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan? Yeah. Bill Clinton was 46 when he took over the presidency. Ronald Reagan, so George Bush Sr. Yeah. Um, I did not think, although I did like George Bush, the younger one, because of the way I thought he handled 9-11. Right. I think post 9-11, he... Uh, agreed. He was, was a goober before yeah, that. Yeah, he became a presidential. But I think I wouldn't put him in that category... Um, Obama, you Obama. Put in I think Obama looked very, pre- yep. very presidential and authoritative. Um, Trump, in some ways, yes, and in some ways, no. Yeah, if you go total package, probably no. And I would say not Biden anymore because of his age. Right. Even though a still photo, he looks like a president, but no. I would say Clinton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and not, even though the Monica Lewinsky thing was around, I think he looked the part. But I would still go with Reagan as the most presidential appearing in my lifetime. Yeah. And I was young, but I would say Reagan. Do you remember when Reagan was shot? Yeah, uh, no, I mean, yes, but no, I think I was I think I was eight years old. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I was in fourth grade. Yeah, 
I think I was eight, seven or eight. What was that 81? Is that right? 80, 80, 81. So I was six or seven years old. Yeah. That's a long time ago for me. Yeah, I was thinking, I started listening to that uh, podcast that uh, Rob Reiner is doing on the JFK assassination. Okay. Actually, CeeLo and filling in for you the one day brought it to my attention. Okay. So I was like, I'm going to go check that out. And they were just talking about the Kennedy assassination, all this stuff. And I remember, like, like my parents were alive for the Kennedy assassination, sure. right? Sure. Your parents were. I mean, I was alive when Ronald Reagan got shot, but he didn't die. I really got to go back and ask my parents, like, what were you thinking that? Like, what was the country like? Yeah. Like, we have 9-11 to compare it to. Mm-hmm. But, like, what? This was prior to my parents having kids. Right. So, like, at that moment, did they think, I can't have kids? They're shooting the president here. I so just about, wonder what their this? life was. So, think about this. It was March 30th, 1981, that Ronald Reagan was shot. John Lennon was shot in 19, December of 1980. Right, we were that's, just shooting people. That's four months apart, right? It was December 1980. Does 80, that sound yeah. right? And when was Reagan? March of 81. Wow, so I was almost uh, 12 years old. I yeah. I like I was like fourth so, grade. Yeah, so John Lennon, yeah. So in the span of four months, John Lennon was shot and killed. Ronald Reagan was shot and wounded. That is bizarre. Yeah. I mean, that's the equivalent right now of... You know, someone shooting and him surviving, but Joe Biden being shot today. And then literally four months from now in March, pick a celebrity. Yeah. You know, Jay-Z getting shot and killed. Like, Yeah, it's very strange. That is crazy. There was an era there where people were just, like, he had JFK got shot. His brother RFK was killed. Yeah. There's wild stuff out there, Jerry. Was it Jack Ruby that got murdered too, right? Jack Ruby. Or was he the one that killed? Yeah, Jack Ruby uh, Lee shot Harvey Oswald, Lee right? Harvey That's Oswald. Right. That's right. Right in the middle of people. Right. They were walking him <laughs> to, to the prison, <laughs> to the town, to, to the town jail. I mean, good lord. And all the cops knew Jack Ruby because he ran yeah. this local strip club. I mean, just nuts. Yeah. So I started listening to that podcast. I think it's called "Who Killed JFK." Okay. And it's pretty good. I'm sure it is it's pretty, pretty good. good. Pretty, pretty good. good. But you have to have an interest in it, or it's not pretty good. Right. But I, I have an interest in it. It's pretty good. I kind of have to go, but yes. I do have one question. I saw Joe Rogan had this one doctor on. I, yes. I feel like everyone puts a doctor in front of their Correct. name now, and I don't know if they're doctors or not. I uh, Recently. Five days ago, yeah. I think. I, I listened to this. Talking about, all right, talking about this whole, and I'm not singling this guy out. This is this has become a very common theme now. Okay. For this carnivore diet and this meat diet and the no sugar and all this stuff. I'm down with all of it. Do you really think that you can cure diabetes? Like, if Eddie went on a car, because he's the first person I think of. I've legitimately thought the same thing here. Like, could Eddie get off the insulin pump and better his life if he changed to an all-meat diet? I mean, is that really possible? Because they, they speak very definitively about how you want to get rid of diabetes, you you have this diet. I'm like, really? This is the only, This is why... Eddie could get off the pills and the insulin if he ate steak three times a day. It can't be that simple, can I it? I thought the ex- exact same thing listening to that guy. Like, I, I sit there and listen to some of these guys, and I'm thinking, why do we even need hospitals and doctors? 
Just eat the way they tell you to eat. Do what they do, and the whole world should be healthy. What I don't like is why there is such, at this point, we've been human beings for a very long time. How is there still a debate on it? It either does or it doesn't. So which is it, and why are certain doctors for it, certain doctors against it? I don't understand. I, I don't know. I also see some of these guys will tell you this Mediterranean diet's no good. Right. But there's a documentary where they were living until they were 105. It does, I don't, I'm so, it's too I'm much. enthralled by it, but I'm confused by it. Yeah. And it's, it's maddening. Mm-hmm. But I really wonder that. And if yeah. I was Eddie, like, I, listen, babe, chopped meat, steak, that's what I'm eating. Right. And see in a month if anything improves. I agree. I would, I would do that if I were Why him. wouldn't you? I don't know. But so. if I talked to Eddie about that, he would think I'm a quack for suggesting it. Yes, but we're also not telling them eat, to eat squid three. We're talking about food we do like anyway. Right. Why not try? I got to go. Okay, Jerry. So, Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Alan Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. But you know who does suck? The Jets and their quarterback situation. Fleegs, what's up? It's a couple minutes after 5 o'clock, the warm-up show till 6, and across from me, his name is Al Jacob Dukes. What's up? Good morning, Jerry. I was listening to uh, Evan and Tiki yesterday, and they were like, oh, Rob Sala's talking, let's go live. I was like, "What? why? Then I came to the conclusion, Jerry, that I'm sick of being lied to. This isn't world peace or world war three breaking out this is stupid football if zach wilson doesn't want to play tell us the truth if he wants to play tell us the truth we act like these nfl teams are like a code of secrecy we don't care anymore well, if you go back years and years and years in the 70s they were always concerned that that teams had scouts on roofs of buildings trying to get plays from other teams. Um, it's very secretive. Matter of fact, it is very secretive going all the way down to like the Division three level in college football. So 
It's very big in their world. It might not be in yours, but it is to them. But it's just, it's if the NFL requires coaches to speak, right, which they do. Yeah. They should require them to tell the truth. Well, then we should stop laughing at Bill Belichick every week. We, uh, correct. You know? Like, he's a, he's another one because It's, it's kind of become entertainment in a weird way. But it's, it's that Bill Belichick stuff is fun when you're 12-0. and 0. It's stupid when you suck. And we, honestly, yeah. it doesn't matter if Bailey Zappi's playing or Mac Jones. Not when you're 2-10. If Zach Wilson's playing or Trevor Simeon Doesn't or matter. whatever the other guy, uh, 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 Aaron Will, Aaron Rodgers' best friend that he brought over is playing. Timmy Boyle, Boyd, Boyle, they all Boyle, suck. Boyle, yes. Those five guys I just mentioned are all equally terrible. Agreed. So it doesn't matter. Five terrible quarterbacks on two teams. If any of them start or don't start. I agree. You want to direct snap it to the running back? Doesn't matter. So acting like, and Robert Sala would be a terrible politician because he can't lie. We know that Zach Wilson went to you and said, I don't want to play. That's a fact. We know it. That is a fact. We trust Diana Rossini. Hmm. Sorry. We all trust her. We don't trust you. We trust that she knows that they went to her, went to him. And he said he doesn't want to play because he doesn't want like to get who hurt. Who told her that? Someone told her that. Like who? I don't know. Because they should be fired. No, you know who? Not- they should be fired now. Why? Because the, they're telling the truth. That would be like someone leaking crap to Phil Mushnick from here. Fire them. If there's a mole or a rat, fire. Sometimes you got to keep stuff in house. It's like your family. Okay. You know, do you want your but, mom spilling secrets about you inside no, but, the family? But it's also, if you're in that locker room, you realize no one gets fired in there. So you could do whatever you want. Well, guys get cut every year and don't get re-signed. Okay. They're not, if Aaron Rodgers likes you, you could leak anything that you want to the media. That is very true. Right now, that is very true. He is he is running that organization. And that's, you can almost make the case he was the, the greatest prize last offseason, or right now he's their biggest problem. He's the worst. Yeah. I mean, he brought his guys in, and without him, they suck. Yes. And they're invisible, and the team sucks. Correct. So, I, I said this to you last week. I don't want to talk about the Jets anymore. I was so mad when this came out yesterday. I'm like, oh, my God, another day of talking about the Jets quarterback. I'm like, I, well, now how many just, days do we open with we're this? We're not. We're not. This we isn't about. We just the, did five but it's not about it. the Jets' quarterback. Oh God! This but it is, is about. Though, but this is, is about head coaches being required by the NFL to speak, but then the NFL letting them just straight up tell lies to the press. It's never going to change. It's never going to change. You can't get in someone's head. You can sit there and think they're lying. You probably know they're lying. Well, we know There's he's lying. Nothing we can do about it. I actually, I heard one NFL. I don't know where I heard it, but I thought it was a pretty good analogy, um, where they believed from someone they heard from. I don't know who the hell to believe anymore. But we, but we, there, that it was that it was Zach Wilson's agent that told him you don't play. Okay, and that well, then, Zach Wilson went in and said. Don't listen to them. I want to play. I don't know. None of us know. But here's the thing. I'm fine. If Zach Wilson doesn't want to play, then give back the the whatever your game check is, I and I'm with fine with it. I cut him, like Tiki said. Just cut him now. Yes. There's no. And you know what? He'd probably be happy yes. to go back to wherever the hell he's from. Where's he from? Utah. Yes. He probably can't wait to get out of New Jersey. But I'm um, just cut him then. But for Rob Sala to sit up there and act like that. First of all, to act like that was a fake report, it's not. We all know it's true. 
And and then she also had Diana Rossini information that Zach Wilson then talked to Aaron Rodgers, who Aaron Rodgers told him, you have to go play. But Aaron Rodgers called out her two months ago saying, I don't know who you are. Okay, but so... Right, Where are you getting information from? Like, that's what I'm saying. But it was like, true I don't know information. Who to believe. No, I don't know that it was true last time. I'm not so All sure about that. All his convoluted stuff is true. Everything. Maybe, but when you call out a reporter that says, I don't know where you're getting that from, you never talk to me. But he also called out Adam Schefter, who got everything correct with the Aaron Rodgers situation. Out, that is very true. And Ian Rappaport, that all correct. True. So I believe whatever you want. I don't. I really. I don't well, care about so, the Jets, and I don't care about Zach Wilson anymore. I don't believe. I can't wait for him to be gone. I don't believe anything coming out of Rob Sala's mouth. Anything. He could tell me it's sunny out when the sun's I shining on my forehead. I won't believe point. him. I cannot argue that point. I feel like he's just become a puppet. He sucks. You know who sucks? Joe Douglas sucks. He sucks. The Jets suck. I can't believe we are sitting here in this position when I think about what this season might have been in July and August. And we are sitting here on December 5th. It's not even so much that Aaron Rodgers was hurting their bad. Like, they are, remember when one of the defensive players said, we're going to be historic? Yeah. They historically blow. Yeah. And then, it was just one of those things, like you're saying, like talking about the Jets. When I'm listening to Evan and Tiki and they go, well, Joe Beningo will join us. I was like, oh, why? And then. And then you enjoyed it. I thought it was Joe's greatest appearance on the radio. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Joe was awesome. Joe's, uh, hopefully, well, if Rob Saul is smart and we have no indication that he is. He's got, got to stop connecting with Beningo. I, I know. I Beningo know. said such ridiculous things yesterday of conversations he's so, had. And again, I believe Joe Beningo. Well, he's got text messages to prove this. And not Rob Sala. He, I mean, I don't know how you couldn't. If it's in text and it came from the coach, he's got proof. Insane like, things. Listen, I, I almost don't even want to play it. Yeah, play it. This is really breaking confidence, man. It's great. So, Finally. Hey, listen, if Rob Saul's not going to tell us the truth, Joe B is. So this is uh, this was uh, Joe texting with uh, with Coach. I I can tell you right now, he don't like Zach. He don't like Zach because I'll tell you this. So mm. when I did this six part thing that I put out there, uh-huh. him, okay. <laughs> and- All right. So back up. He had a six part plan for how to fix the Jets. Joe Beningo did. did. As you know, because you texted me yeah. that yesterday. So I will continue now. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and one of them, I listed them too, like by number. Okay. <laughs> and one of this. Number, number two was him calling, the, getting involved in a play call. Right. I did put that. Number three, I said, you got to go back to Zach. Okay. Fair enough. The, uh, the reaction? He texts me back. And I mean, he might get mad at me for this, but I don't care. He texts me back. And he says, Joe, about number three, which was playing Wilson. Right. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Joe put together a six-part plan to help fix the Jets. Yeah. Number three was go back to Zach Wilson, to which he claims Rob Sala, and I believe Joe B. wrote him back and said, are you kidding me? Well, you can believe all you want. Just show us the text. Yeah. It's there. I tell you, I don't know how you do that press conference tomorrow and a Samini or a Canizero, or one of these yeah. guys isn't like, did you really text Joe Beningo this? He'll go, look, I'm not, I'm not going to get into my personal text messages with guys. Boy, man. Texting might be the worst thing ever. So great. For relationships, for marriages, 
for apparently NFL head coaches. <laughs> the first thing that started oh with my Joe, God, which was the first interesting Joe thing Joe was saying about his relationship was that he, that Rob Sala sent him a list of current head coaches and their records without their starting quarterback. And the best part is the first one he laid out. Zach Taylor. How'd that go last night with Jake <laughs> Browning? Oh, my God. Zach Taylor. Oh, my God. So great. I love it's, it. I, yeah, I it want it to it's crumble like it's, around it's, him. It's nauseating. It, I, I don't understand how you can be an organization that gets it wrong so much and just continue to find ways to get it wrong and to look bad. Like, think about all the crap that the Jets have gone through in their history. And they invent ways to lose games. And now they've invented a way for a season to go so off the rails that it is such an embarrassment. And here's the worst part. They still have five games left. So great. Oh, my God. I'm actually going to enjoy it the rest of the year. Oh, God. I'm telling you, man. I, really, They really should cut cut Wilson today, move on. I don't care who play. You know who's been not happy with his playing time has been a, a Dalvin Cook. Let him play quarterback. I right, just let's move. Let's get or, or just like you suggested the other day. Has the team ever for, just forfeit? Just for just, just you know on. we're going to start over again next God, year. Damn, I can't. Take Why it. risk injuries for players? I literally because sm- I was in the car yesterday when this came out, and I smacked the steering wheel. Like I don't want to do this tomorrow. But this oh. really isn't about Zach Wilson. It yes, it is though because it, it's so it. It has to be. It started with Zach Wilson apparently not wanting to play. It's all about Zach Wilson, and then it's about the coach and the way he handles it, and the GM. So if the Jets cut Zach Wilson this week, can we then confirm all of that was true? Um, I suppose, yeah. I would think sure. that would be a big indicator yeah. that he did come to them, and, then, and that Rob Sala lied to us. And then he'll lie to us again at that press conference. Yeah, correct. Sick of the lies. Yeah, well, that's a good thing you're not into politics. No, at least that's the whole my whole point of this. Like we're treating this like it's some sort of very important. This is, it is not to them. important. It's a multi-billion-dollar business to them. It is very. It might not be to you. To no, them, it's not to the it, world. It is to them. It is to them. They act like they're protecting. And something. the reason why it's so important is how many people watch it. I know, but do you? But people you, care about it. But Jets fans, there can't be a single Jet fan. On Joe, Rob Sala's side right now, there can't be. Mm, I think there are certain Jet fans that actually like Rob Sala and feel like he's been basically screwed with what's come from above. Which is fine. Then he should come out and go. You know what? Um, I don't even make decisions here anymore. Selfish. I just say what they want me so to say. Selfishly, so live with live with it. Here's why you don't selfishly. If you have assurances that you're not going to be fired, you have an opportunity next year with a Hall of Fame quarterback that he's never. He's been here three years, Al. He's never. He doesn't have a quarterback. In three years, he's had one of, if not the worst quarterback situations in the NFL. And it's almost as if, do we even, like, he was a defensive coach. Have they not been good defensively? Yes. Okay. So we know that he can still coach defense. They always say as a head coach, Bill Parcells' greatest strength was being the CEO of the team. Put good guys in place to run the offense, run the defense, run the special teams. You make all the big decisions. So if Rob Sala, and and, Bill, and Parcells was more of a defensive guy too and always had good defenses. So if Sala is a defensive-minded head coach, he has come here and the defense has been outstanding. He's not an offensive guy, and yet they have given him a crappy quarterback. 
You don't even know what he is as a head coach. You really don't. And he'll end up being a defensive coordinator when he gets fired this year or next year, I'm sure. And he'll probably be very good at being a defensive coordinator again. So I think there are some Jet fans that wish they could see what this team would be had they had a competent quarterback. at some, Like when, when Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, and I hate to sit there and, and be like everybody else, but this is so effing true. When Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, they don't do anything. All these other teams quickly pivot we need a guy. Go get a guy. I mean, you, the Vikings didn't waste any time. And say whatever you want about Josh Dobbs, but they went out and got a guy. The Jets waited until after that horrendous game to then sign Trevor Simeon to do what with him? To put him on the practice squad for five weeks? Like, again, Joe Douglas. I You love the guy for the things he's done, and you hate him for some of the things he hasn't done. But they also went into the season with no backup. I, and every whose team, fault is that? Every team in the... But they have guys on their team... All these teams that lose quarterbacks, their replacement quarterbacks look competent. You're telling me all three of these guys can't throw a football? All three of them. And whose fault is that? I don't know. Joe Douglas. He's the guy who picks the players. Everybody screamed about the fact that they should have moved on from Zach and went out and got a real backup quarterback. And they haven't. And now they are 4-8 and because of it. And this is the puzzling thing, too, about Bill Belichick. I agree. He's got two crummy quarterbacks too yeah, well, or the, three of them whatever so the problem there is he's the one that picks them yeah like that's on him the same way this is on joe douglas because he picks the quarterbacks here's what he i learned when you win in the nfl retire at the top of your game yeah because right now i think bill belichick stinks thank you well you yes also a very good defense but he's got nobody they come and he's got no skill players like and that's his fault like his offense is brutal. You look around the league, you've got teams that got three three unbelievable receivers that there are they're mad they don't get the ball enough. The Patriots are just terrible across the board offensively. They have a defense, they have a defense that's given up. I have to look at the numbers. I think they've given up like 26 points in the last 3 games and they've lost them all. Like how do you lose when you give up so few points? Well, you don't score. Uh, yeah, I, you're right. Bill Belichick looks like a terrible head coach right now. I Hard to argue. And he's going to get, he'll either be allowed to resign or he will be fired as soon as the season's over. Bill Belichick is going to be shown yeah. the door at the and end I'm of the And I'm not sure season. I would take him on my team if my team needed I, a head coach. I would if the if the team was in place. If you had a Hall of Fame quarterback, that's about your only, the yeah, only like thing if the Cowboys seen. moved on from Mike McCarthy. Oh, there you that's go. a team that's ready to win. That needs an adjustment at the top if McCarthy is a one and out guy in the playoffs again. There, that's a spot I would expect him to be the missing piece. But here's what we've learned. The coach is not the only piece. It's a part. I Big want puzzle. Rich Samini or Brian Costello to say, uh, Mr. Sala, may we hook you up to a lie detector what, test? All kidding aside, why you put one of them on this morning? Why? Didn't ask and that, grill, didn't find out if they're going to ask the question. It can be a three-minute spot. You don't have to put them on for 18 minutes. Well, we, we could go down there and ask him the question. But yeah, I'm not going. I'm not going either. I mean, you I'm could go. Saying. I don't care enough about him anymore. I hate Robert Sala. He's a liar. We're going to take a break. I tend to believe it was he was the problem when his house wasn't getting renovated. <laughs> is he in that house yet? I don't know. <laughs> that quietly went away, so my guess is probably so. He probably screwed up the thing with the contractors. Maybe it was so. Uh, I we'll guess. Take a break. We got Boomer and Geo coming up at 6 o'clock. It's going to be a very busy Tuesday on The Fan. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. 
It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. You know, the, these guys announced a tour yesterday. Weird. It's like the strangest cities. No New York, no New Jersey. Some strange town in Pennsylvania, not Pittsburgh, not Philly. Bethel, Pennsylvania. No, it was like... Plattlesburg. I don't know what the hell it was. Very Maybe strange. they're trying to get the places they haven't been before. Uh, oh, oh, okay. I mean, I, I suppose, but whatever. I heard something yesterday during the Boomer and Geo show that uh, made me uh, jot down a note to ask you about, Jerry. And this was when uh, Boomer was talking about um, in practice. Oh, a caller had asked. A caller called up and he said, how are the Jets, how is the Jets defense staying on top of their game when they're playing all week against the Jets offense in practice. <laughs> and Boomer said Boomer said, well, they they run the um the the Jets number one defense goes up against the practice scout team. the scout team yeah. where they replicating try replicating the team they're playing. Correct. Yeah. Replicating the team they're playing, which got me thinking and legitimately not trying to when a team is playing the Jets that week. Yeah. What like the, they don't practice? What are they replicating? <laughs> I have no idea. A lot of I don't know. It's got to well, be like the most simple. Well, I things. think clearly they're making sure that they don't let Brees Hall run the ball. I mean, so they're right. I, number one is stop the run and make the quarterback beat us because clearly they can't, and that has been the case. Like Brees Hall had thirteen carries for sixteen yards on Sunday. Thirteen carries for six. This is the same guy that was yelling a few weeks ago. I need the ball more. Great, so you can have another one yard run or. No gain. I mean, do you think when they're playing a team that punts a lot, like the Jets do, that they they practice special teams more? Uh, like maybe try to block punts. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I, that, listen, that stuff gets worked on all the time anyway. I think Friday is usually well. I shouldn't say special that. Special teams. Day. I know in college when I was with Columbia, Friday was like special teams day. I don't know if that's still the case, but in the mid two thousand six, seven, eight, nine, uh, Friday was special teams day. I don't know. I it it makes sense. That you figure they're probably going to punt 19 times in the game because they can't do anything offensively, I suppose. One of the other uh, funny things Joe B. brought up was that he had offered to script the first 15 plays. Uh, yeah, I know. For Rob Sala. I, I know. <laughs> By the way, Tiki did not dismiss that. About this, uh, about how they script the first 15 like plays. Because like he said, scripting the plays, all it means is you're taking the thinking out of the quarterback's head. It's just like you know what you're doing, go out there and do it, which is why a lot of times... 
a lot of teams do have success on that first drive. You remember you always ask why does it look so easy in the beginning and yeah. then they're lost? Well, because now they got to start playing quarterback. Right, and now like Tiki was saying, the other teams are making adjustments mm-hmm. to those that first series Correct. of plays. And sometimes you will see a team score a touchdown or a field goal first drive and then be shut out until the fourth quarter. Yes. It happens a lot. Or like even what happened to the Giants uh, last last week when they played, they were driving on that first drive and then fumbled the football. Right. And, and, it's like, and then nothing Yeah, then you while. do nothing. Mm-hmm. That's true. Now, last night we actually had a really good Monday night game between the Bengals and the Jaguars. You didn't see that coming. No, a uh, 34-31 win for the Bengals in overtime. And this is this would be the probably the nauseating thing for a Jet fan. Like Zach Wilson was the number two pick in the draft. Jake Browning, I don't know where the hell he came from, and I don't even have the energy to look it up, but here's what I know. He wasn't the number one or two pick in an NFL draft, and he threw, he barely missed. I think he was 31 of 35 for 354 yards, a touchdown, and a rushing touchdown. Like, he barely missed. Yeah, so, Jerry, he was undrafted. I mean, come on. Undrafted. This is why you can take the draft and you can stick it in your butt. You hear that? It is such an overhyped waste of time. Yes. It really is. Oh, we got a tank to get there. Why? You know how many number one picks do nothing? Or first round picks do nothing? Oh, God. He was 32 of 37, Jerry. He nailed the yardage and the touchdowns. He became the first uh, undrafted player in the modern common or the common era to throw for more than 350 yards and complete 85% of his passes. Which I would have thought Brock Purdy would have done, although he was drafted. Yeah, he was the last pick in the draft. Darn it! So you, you actually I answered worked myself. through that right in your own yeah, head. Yeah, I Look worked through that here in front of the audience, Jerry. Mm-hmm. I worked right through that. Really amazing. So, And then, um, what's his name got hurt? Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Now, the announcers for the Jaguars radio, I think their first concern was the Achilles snapped. Yeah. But then they were watching the replay, and you could see he got stepped on by his own guy. Um, they're calling it an, a sprained ankle, which is good and bad. It can be good if it's not a bad sprain. It can be really bad if it's a high ankle sprain. Yeah. which uh, that could be a while. Which they don't want any part of, Jerry, as we head into the last half of the season. So, now, part. so now to Rob Sala's point to yeah. Joe on the text message. Now, Jake Browning looked good for sure. You as just a football guy. The Jaguars, had they won last night, I think would have had the number one seed in the AFC going into week 14. What would you give them chance-wise to go win a Super Bowl or win a few games in the playoffs or even, at this point, win the division with C.J. Beathard as their quarterback? Uh, uh, not not good. Right. Yeah, then I saw, so when C.J. Beathard come in, the first play he runs, he's grabbing his left wrist. <laughs> I mean, what is going on with quarterbacks getting injured? They're in the most protected era ever. Yeah. And they just can't stay on the field. Uh, the injuries are across the board. Are just, And I don't know if we had a look year by year if this is statistically one of the most injured years. It certainly feels like it at the quarterback position. Uh, but the game, as we've said, has become so big, so strong, so fast and violent. I don't know how more guys aren't hurt yeah. sometimes. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's it was a rough weekend again. Yeah, I think there's like been like 50 quarterbacks in the NFL this year. Uh, possible, yeah. You're going to get to the point with teams where you're going to have to have two star quarterbacks. I think you're getting, so you saw it with the Dolphins last year. What did they do? They had Tua. They gave Mike White a very nice contract to be their backup. Um, the Cowboys, I believe, have given Cooper Rush a good contract to stay there and be their backup to not, 
so that he wouldn't go out and look for another job. I, I have to look, but I think he makes good money for the back. I think that's going to be if you are like I don't know what Gardner Minshew makes, but worth every penny to back up Anthony Richardson. Now he's playing, playing well. It's it's almost become not as important as the starting quarterback, but I will tell you, it's pretty close. Yeah, because the likelihood that your quarterback's going to just go through the season and take every snap, that's got to be like a 5% chance. Um, I don't know if it's 5%, but it's not a, it's not big. I I agree. I agree. If you, if you ran down and I'd have to look at the teams, yeah, right. If you pull up the NFL, standings, I feel like Patrick Mahomes thing. has been in every, has played, uh, every ironically snap. enough two has played every, has started every game. Correct. I pray. I think he has. Correct. All right. Josh. So we do this quick. Tua has Josh Allen, I believe, has. The Jets are a disaster. The Patriots have been all over the place, but not because of injury, just because they suck. Um, I agree with you with Mahomes. Maybe this list isn't as bad as we think. Russell Wilson, I think, has played every game. Josh Her- um, Her- uh, Justin Herbert has played every game. The Raider quarterback, no, because Garoppolo got hurt very quickly. Uh, Lamar Jackson, has he played every game? I think he has. Yeah. All right, so Jackson, the Steelers are injured now. The Browns injured, Bengals injured, Jaguars now injured, Colts injured, C.J. Stroud has played every game, I believe. I don't know about injury, but the Titans have had different issues at quarterback, so they hit the list. Jalen Hurts has been injured, but he's played through it. Dak, I believe, has played every game. The Giants haven't. Sam Howell has gotten his ass kicked, but I think he's played every game. Uh, Purdy's been in and out. Mm -hmm. Stafford's been in and out. Geno, I think, has played every game, come out of a game, but gone back in. Um, where was I at? Arizona, they've had, well, Kyler Murray came back after being injured for a year, so that really doesn't qualify. I think Goff has played. We know about the Vikings and, um, what's his name? Kirk Cousins, he's been out. Um, Justin Fields out, mm-hmm. right, for the Bears. Yes. You got uh, Jordan Love has been, I think he's played every game. Yes, I believe so. And then lastly, Desmond Ritter, I think, was benched, not injured. Oh, what about Baker Mayfield? Has he played every game? I feel like he has. Uh, yeah, I believe he has. Okay, so he's been okay. Derek Carr is now injured, and Bryce Young, I'm not sure if he's been injured. I would say that's probably half. That's probably half the league that has had an injury at quarterback. That's and a big number. Uh, yeah, because then the way they get to 50 is, uh, I think, because multiple teams have multiple guys that yeah, back yeah, for that sure have been, that have gotten hurt. And go out of games. I did see uh, Tua, Jerry. You mentioned him. He was Tua. on uh, Manning cast uh, last night playing the guitar. Nice. He uh, was playing uh, Tears in Heaven, the Eric Clapton song. Weird choice. That's a song a about depressing. Eric Clapton's son dying. But uh, then Peyton Manning was trying to sing. Oh, God. Not He wasn't singing Tears in Heaven. He was oh. singing about the game he was watching. It was terrible. Over that, that guitar riff? Okay. I didn't. Even, I got to be honest. I didn't even know they were still doing the Manning cast. That has no buzz whatsoever. Wow. So Tua was on it. Kay Adams was on it. Who else was on it last night? I actually only saw the Tua stuff. Oh, I, I only know, know Kay Adams, Adams was on it because I have a clip where where Boyd, <laughs> the the Bengals, they got a quarterback who's not missing, and they got quarter, they got wide receivers throwing the ball, and Boyd got intercepted, and Kay Adams was on as that happened. That's how I knew she was on it. Okay, yeah, no, I didn't um, didn't see any of that. Mm. So maybe kind of like the head coach, when you're winning, you should probably move on. Like the, like the Mannings hit it. Yes, they get were out. popular. Get out. And uh, Ocho Cinco, I'm being told, Jerry, he was also on. Okay, well, he's got a podcast. So I'm not interested in that. His podcast with Shannon Sharp is perfect. It's, it's terrific. It really, they're every they're every night. Yeah, that I can't believe that. This is what these guys well, got figured. When you get to do a podcast, you just do it once a week. Let me ask you this though: 
What else is he doing? Nothing. Right. So for him to go do a one-hour podcast after the game's over, if that's your day, that's a pretty good day. And the more they do it, they're subscribed. So I started watching this podcast. They were at about 130,000 subscribers. I think they're On over YouTube? F- yeah. I think they're over 400,000 now. And you know why? They're funny, but they're there every night. Yeah, you're right. It's the, the I guess it's tough if there's not games to comment on. That's when you have to come up with stuff like um, using uh, having one soap for the entire family in the shower, like that sort <laughs> or of stuff. Or the football teams. Yeah, I don't want them to run out of those things. <laughs> I'm sure though. I get the sense that Shannon has a wealth of information that he'd like <laughs> to get out. Yes, that certainly seems to be the case. All right, quick break. We come back. More to do. We got Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f- yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. Um, how about this real quick before we move on to the next topic? And I know these are extremes. I get it. So what team do you think has scored the most points in the NFL this season? Dolphins. Cowboys. Oh. Dolphins are right behind them. Okay. Cowboys have scored 388 points. The Dolphins have scored 384 points. What, what do you think the Patriots have scored this year? And what was the leader? 300 what? Points? 388. I'm going to say the Patriots have scored... Almost 400 for the leaders. Okay. I'm going to say the Patriots have scored... 170. The Jets have scored 170. The Patriots have scored 148 points. <laughs> oh, that's like 11 points a game. Yeah, oh it's God. not a good number. No, no, that is not. Think about that. Two teams in the same division that could not be further apart in terms of points scored. Oh, my God. Yeah, th- it's funny. Now, the AFC East is a battle between the Dolphins and the Bills. The Patriots, nowhere to be found. No. The Jets are always nowhere to be found. And by the way, I'm, I'm making fun of the Jets and the Patriots. The Giants are 159. Yeah. Oof. Oh, my gosh. 
The East, it has not been kind on the East Coast here, Jerry. Uh, no, 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 it has not. For scoring. No, well, it is if you're at the top of the division. Oh, not right. Not good if you're at the bottom. The Dolphins, right. <laughs> I see that Greg Olson, Jerry, has confirmed that he's open to the Panthers coaching job. I feel bad for Greg Olson. I feel like he's doing this because he knows he's going to get the boot soon. Mm. And he's which like, I, I think need another sucks. plan. Yeah. Like, they've become a team now. Like, I don't know. I don't need Tom Brady in the booth. I've, I've never needed Tom Brady. Or do I need any of these guys in the booth? But, or put him with someone else. Or let him be a three-man booth, which we see now. It's not the biggest problem. Let's do this. Let's make Tom Brady sideline reporter. <laughs> Let's go down to Tom well, Brady. Now you're going to... All right, so now you just fired Tom Rinaldi. <laughs> Sorry, Tom Rinaldi. Because <laughs> Aaron Andrews ain't going anywhere. <laughs> Tom Rinaldi, you're out. <laughs> Tom Brady's taking your job. Right, you can give him uh, to Kenny Albert. Yeah, they used to have Kenny Moose and Goose. That's right. Be Kenny and uh, Tom Brady now. Throw it down there. Be like Tom would be like, because people would talk to Tom Brady. Of course, they, well, you would think they would. There are some people that probably hate him too. That's true. So they you might be right part of the way. Wouldn't you love to see Tom Brady as the, the games go into the or at the start of the game? Him to Coach Belichick. What do you expect out there today, <laughs> Coach? <laughs> <laughs> Belichick would give him nothing to. Here's what you don't do. You don't get rid of Evan Washburn. Mm-hmm. Whatever you clown. That is your guy. Evan Washburn is the man. So who? what team is he with? I don't know. I was just trying to think about that. Because he's Evan not Washburn? with Nansen Romo. No. I would think he's a number one team guy. Me too. Hmm. Guess not. Who Maybe he's the two team. does Evan? Is he with Spiro Ditas? Oh, thank you. I don't know. I'm asking. Is he with Ian? Who Maybe with Ian. That could be. Uh, Ian Eagle and Charles Davis. All right, there you go. That's the number oh, that's two That's a team. solid team right yes, there. Yes, absolutely. Ian Eagle, Charles Davis with Evan Washburn on the side. Anything that involves Ian Eagle, solid. Absolutely. I see uh, Caleb Williams, Jerry, will not play in the Holiday Bowl. Of course he won't. So I guess that means he's... I have a serious question yeah. for you. At what point do we just stop playing? And because we don't want to get hurt? Uh-huh. Yeah, like this is question. all a financial decision. Yes. That's all this is. This didn't happen years and years ago. It did not. It's the money has become so stupid in pro sports that, and I listen, I understand why you do it, but a very serious question to you would be, when do you stop playing? So if I am a baseball player that is on a final year of a contract and I have crushed it, April, May, and June. Matter of fact, three months into the season, I've got 27 home runs, 77 RBIs, 60 runs scored. I'm on a historic pace. Why would I not just shut it down so I don't get hurt so that I can sign a $500 million contract in the offseason? Yep. Like, Because really, it's not about winning anymore. It's not. It's really it's about yourself, and it's about the money. Now, some people will say, well, they didn't make the college football playoffs, so what's the point? Well, the point is you got... F- hundred other guys out there that are going to go play and it, they're not good enough for you because your financial future is more important than the team. So why do any of them play then if they're going to be drafted? I already don't like this Caleb Williams. I know you don't. He's being like a John Elway, Eli Manning type where it feels like he's going to uh, call his shot. And I just, I don't like it. All right, now I have a question and I you? shouldn't, I should know the answer to this and I don't. And so I'll put it out there. And make myself look stupid. All right. If he got drafted somewhere he doesn't want to go. Now, he's already declared, so I imagine he's gone from USC. 
He goes into the draft, doesn't like it, pulls himself back out of the draft. Is he allowed, Fliegelman, you probably know this, is he allowed to then enter, enter the transfer portal or is his college over once he declares I, for the draft? So it used to, I don't know what the portal now, I'm guessing still no, because it used to be that once you declared. You're done. You, yeah. But now there's a transfer portal and I feel like the rules are so different. I don't know the answer to that. Right, that'd be a good move. You get drafted by like the Browns. You're like they always ruin quarterbacks or the Jets. Let me go back to college and see how things turn out next season. Yeah, but I don't know that you can do that. Or do you become a free? I don't know. I should know that rule, and I don't. Or do you do this, Jerry? Based on what the the last topic you brought up, do you go? Hmm, I'm Caleb Williams. I get drafted by uh, the Browns. I don't want to go there, but I'm not going to play this year in college in case I get hurt. Ah, well, just take yeah, a full I mean, year off. Yeah, for sure. All right, it's very positive. And you just work out and yeah. do whatever you got to do to stay in shape. But it, it really did. It made me think, like, at w- what is the line that you draw? Like, where's the line in the sand where you say, you know what? Not playing. I'm done. Yeah. I don't. I can't get hurt. Right, like we brought up at the very beginning about the Zach Wilson thing. Yes. Like, isn't that everybody on the Jets, the Giants, the Patriots? Right, the overwhelming thought is you actually play to, as they say, put it on film. So the teams want to sign you. So yeah. you get a good contract. In this case, and we see it in college with the quarterbacks, they don't play because they're in fear of getting hurt because their draft status is probably already locked up. They have an idea where they're going to get picked. But if you break your leg, all bets are off. I understand it. I'm just wondering at what point we stop playing. Like this Jake Browning last night for the Bengals. 350 yards, 32 of 37, 85% completion rate. Shut it down the rest That's of the it. year. You're 6-6. Six and six. You're not going anywhere. Shut it down I get on a that big contract. <laughs> yeah, on that performance, and go get a starting job next year somewhere. I mean, obviously, you're joking, and that's extreme. But I mean, to your point, if he's on the final year of a deal, and let's say next week he throws for 400 yards, let's say they lose, they're six and seven, and the, the playoffs are a pipe dream. It's I don't know if it would be or not, but let's say the, it's a pipe dream at six and seven. Or let's go with the next two games. They lose the next two games. They're six and eight. Season's essentially over, but he goes 354. Next week, he goes 375, three touchdowns. And then the third week, three. Th- it's not a fluke. Why would you play the last couple of weeks? Nope. Yeah, you don't. Business decision. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I'm so bothered by the money in sports. Yes. Yeah, college, it's it's awful. Pro, it's awful. It's just, it's terrible. They say, Jerry, that uh, money ruins everything. Uh, money can ruin everything. That is very true. Friendships, marriages. Yeah. And whenever you say, it's business, that's a bad thing. <laughs> Those are two words you don't want to hear that someone tells you. Listen. That means you're out. No offense to you. This Nothing is personal. It's business. <laughs> Screw off. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Take a quick break. We'll come back and wrap it up with Boomer and Geo at 6. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Oh, we have about 90 seconds left or so. What else, Al? I saw the uh, Heisman finalists were announced, Jerry, but I didn't see Caleb Williams on there. I know he won it last year. Can't you? You could win it two years in a row. How do you win it last year and you're supposedly going to be the number one pick, but you're not the best college not football player? Not have as good a season. Is that what happened to him? Sure. Marvin Harrison Jr. That kid's pretty good. I've seen him play. Is he also a wide receiver? He is. Man, let's get him on one of these teams, Jerry, that needs to score some points. How about someone who could throw the ball to him? All right. Let's 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 start there. Yeah. 
You don't really see a lot of wide receivers as Heisman Trophy finalists. I feel like it's always quarterbacks. It's mostly quarterbacks. Some running backs. You get a running back. Have won it. That is very true. Very rare you get a defensive player, but very it does rare. happen. Yeah. So if you had a, a vote, Jerry, Jaden Daniels, Marvin Harrison Jr., Bo Nix, or Michael Penix Jr. Right. Well, considering I've only seen one of them yeah. play like twice, mm-hmm. I would vote for Marvin Harrison Jr. because I did not see the other three play one down. Me too. Plus, I feel like he, it's got to be in his blood, Jerry. You know what I mean? He's got to be good. Well, he is. No, he is outstanding. He he's is. not good. He's is he not, better than his father? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Oh, man. We shall see. Yeah, it's possible. Was Ken Griffey Jr. better than his father? Is that a serious question? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr. is the best baseball player I've ever seen. Shohei Otani included. Was Because he was actually a baseball player. Was Prince Fielder better than Cecil Fielder? Mm, that's a good question because his, his career ended prematurely with the back issue. Mm, interesting, So I Jerry. don't know that he could have been. I would still take Cecil Fielder, who I think played forever. What about Cecil Cooper, the old <laughs> brewer? But it was Cecil Cooper. Cecil Cooper, yeah. WFAN FM HD1 New York always live on the free Odyssey app